So happy middle of the night from blonde haired girl. I had woken up and it's quite early in the next day. I'm guessing it is by now the 13th of August 2019. And I want to ramble, do one of my late night late night ramblings on parenthood. I wanted to talk about parenthood. So I have three children. <laughs> I have three of what I consider to be the best companions in this life. I cannot say how much I love my children and how much I have treasured just being their mother. I'm going to cry even talking about this. They've just really, really kept me alive <laughs> over the years, you know. And I can... I can see them struggle. Like I see them in their triumph and I see them in their struggle. And I know where they are at. <laughs> I understand. I understand exactly where they're at. But what I'm what I'm what had happened in the last 24 hours is my youngest child is 16 and he is a junior in high school and he is quite an overachiever. He has managed to make straight A's all through middle school and all through high school so far. And I'll never forget, it was really quite the coolest thing and a, and a tribute to his teacher because when he was in middle school, his middle school science teacher really inspired him. <laughs> he hopped in the car one day and he said, Mom, it's a done deal. And I'm like, well, what's a done deal? And he said, I am going to be a chemist. <laughs> and he proceeded to rattle off all of this stuff, like chemistry and I was like well son you're gonna have to slow way down on that one because I have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> you're gonna have to explain this to me because I don't have a clue what you're talking about <laughs> but he is a little scientist he loves chemistry in particular he would like to be a chemical engineer when he grows up and we've talked about different colleges. I mean, I really have my heart set on Cornell because that's where his grandparents went. And also um, Carl Sagan was an astrophysicist at that school. <laughs> and so I think Cornell is the bomb and that's what he should choose. However, I am a parent who has ideas of freedom so he can go, I guess, wherever he wants. <laughs> But he, I could hear him in the other room and yesterday and he was 
working really hard to get his homework done before soccer practice. Because he is also a soccer player, a club soccer player, and I want to get into the soccer part in a minute, but I'm not done with the science thing. So he 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 tells me I'm failing chemistry. And my child like like me is all, you know, in his heart and he lives life there and he was just so upset. He was like, I'm failing chemistry. And he, he says a whole lot of things in the next few minutes that I don't quite understand. Something about tests and, and about quizzes and how he can take the quiz three times to improve his grade. And, and he was really upset because he had the same professor or the same teacher that he had had last year that he really, really liked this teacher and had gotten an award in his class because he had like the top grade or in their class and so he's sitting there going that meant nothing and he was just so terribly upset and then he gets ready for practice and he's sitting in his car yes he's driving now <laughs> he's sitting in this beautiful car that his dad had bought for him it's just wonderful. So he's sitting in the car getting ready to go to soccer practice and I look down and I can see him in the car and he's just, he's really, really upset. And I am encouraging him to talk to his teacher, but he's encouraging himself to talk to his peers. So he has started a chat <laughs> with all of his fellow students <laughs> to ask them how they're doing in this class and he says mom we're all confused we don't know what's going on and and um and and then he he's like he he goes off to soccer practice and while he's at soccer practice I'm I'm doing this combination thing of trust and meditation and trying to call his dad how is it going over there um and and just feeling like i totally get it like i don't know how i could really teach this child anything because quite frankly about three times a week, I have my own freak out. I have my own, oh my God, we don't have enough money. We're going to be homeless act that goes on for a while and it ends up in tears. And like, I can't believe all these efforts and all this school and blah, 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 blah. And I'm going down this, this really bad way, you know, about all of it. <laughs> so what kind of like, 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 do I have to stand on in this? Who's calling the kettle black? <laughs> Who is calling the kettle black? And so I, I end up, um, right, right now I'm trying to decide which, which, um, which 
like way to go with this because I, I also wanted to talk about his soccer because he has come to me at times really considering becoming a professional soccer player. And then he comes to me at other times where, quite frankly, he doesn't think he's good enough. And I am of the way that I feel about things now in my life is that we should just do everything out of joy. Now, I'm not going to say that every glorious moment is joy. <laughs> I mean, there are times where, where, you know, I, I'm doing something that I really enjoy and things go amiss and I'm having a moment. But as a generality, just loving what we do, that it is so much better if we do everything out of love. And so I've told him for years, Max, you play soccer because you love it. You do everything because you love it. You play soccer because you love it. And he had told me very recently that he's not entirely sure that he wants to be professional. He's not even sure he wants to play in high school. So we we got to talking about that a little bit, but that's what happens with people who excel in something. They excel in it because they have a compulsion to do it because they love it. They love it. They love to compete. They love what it feels like to kick the ball. They love what it feels like when their teammate is telepathic with them and knows when the ball is coming. They love what it feels like when they're able to save, you know, a goal, to keep a goal from going in the box. They know what it feels like and they love it. And so they practice and it's not glorious joy every second of practice, but they practice because they love to practice. They love to play it. And so from for my son, I'm not entirely sure. I think the verdict is still out. Because he may not love it to that point, which is totally fine. But I don't want him to give up because he doesn't think he's good enough. Because the first thought in my mind is, then be good enough. Then be good enough. Like I, I've watched, I watch a lot of, of inspirational things and I've watched, I think it was Michael Jordan. Oh no, it was Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant was doing an interview. I think it was Evan Car Carmichael who was doing a, an interview of Kobe Bryant. And he was saying that when um, he was young, he was like, he must have been in middle school. He didn't make a single goal. I mean, a single shot. He didn't make a single basket. Not one single one for a solid year. And he kept practicing and kept practicing and kept practicing. And he got a little bit better the second year. 
But by the time he was 14, he was the best basketball player, you know, in the state. And he couldn't not do it. He loved it so much. They love it. It's like when I watch, my mother and I have had a lot of debates about this because when I was young, I told her that I wanted playing the violin to be fun. And she really, really did not like that answer. And to this day, she does not like that answer. But when I go to watch, like, I've watched Joshua Bell, who is a professional violinist. He is a soloist. He looks like he is in a trance. He is entranced with that violin. He loves playing it. And he practices and practices and practices because he loves what it feels like to play the violin. (laughs) So I would say that people that excel at what they're doing love what they're doing. They love it. And so I think the key for our children is finding out what it is that they love and doing that even to the point of ad nauseum. <laughs> doing that, doing that, everything that they love, the things that they love. And sometimes we got to take those electives. <laughs> we have to take that class that we don't really want to take in order to, um, in order to get that degree we want. But what's coming to mind for me from Abraham Hicks, something that Abraham Hicks would say, it's the journey. It's the journey. It's the person that you meet in the class that you had to take. It's the things that come along. It's the people we meet. It's the opportunities. It's the things that happen as we're going through this journey of life, the journey of getting to where we want to be and in life. It is the journey because really the journey is all we have. My I wanted to talk a little bit about my daughter. My my I have a son, oldest son, and then a daughter, and then a youngest son. There has been a debate in our family for years that I love my oldest son the most. My other children think I love my oldest son the most. And it cracks me up. It's like, I do not. I love you all equally. (laughs) I really do. Um, But anyway, my daughter is just like the coolest thing ever. I mean, I remember when she was born and I was so excited. (laughs) I was so excited about us doing things together. And it was so funny because when she was born she was so powerful she was such a powerful person and I wasn't I didn't have the same power I know now that I'm a pretty powerful person but when I I'm powerful in a different way but my daughter was just 
had determination that I had never seen in a woman before, in a girl before, the way it was in her. And so I just went with it. I was like, you know what? I think she's going to need this. I think this is going to serve her in life. And I'm not going to interfere. And I am I'm going to foster this in her. Well, she has been quite the little determined one as well. She, um, she was determined to get a scholarship to go to college, and that she did. She made straight A's in high school. Um, I remember the first time that she had applied for the Honor Society, she was not accepted. Both of us in tears. My daughter went to because they said that she was lacking in volunteerism. My daughter volunteered for everything. <laughs> everything. She volunteered. She gave up so much to do her volunteer work. She volunteered in the hospital where we live. She was part of a girl talk program where she mentored young girls in middle school. She was part of um, a judicial like mediation type program, restorative justice they called it, um, where they would play court with high school students. Um, and that's probably not all. Those are the three I can think of at the moment. But anyway, I remember when she graduated from high school, she says, oh, mom, can you come to this this um, award ceremony, they're giving me award, some award at, at the district office. So I go and they call her name. Um, I think it was the vice pres principal of the high school who actually put her in for this. And I was so appreciative of him for doing this. And they called her up and he said a few words and then the next thing I know the whole board is standing and clapping for her the whole board is standing and clapping she had received a presidential honor for her volunteerism she had volunteered over 700 hours in probably a year it may have been a year and a half but she had volunteered for so many hours. It was actually signed by President Obama. And I just found myself in tears, just completely in tears. And so we packed her off and she went to college and she excelled. She excelled in college just as she did in high school. And along with that, she worked. She worked all through college. She worked at a little job, um, actually in a place that really shocked me. She started out in the call center at the university. And then she worked her way up to leadership positions. And, um, and she ended up graduating with honors, with straight A's. <laughs> with a degree in biomed, which I have to say is no small thing. She had to take so much science, um, organic chemistry, biology, um, physics. Um, she just worked so hard. So fast forward, we go to her graduation last December. 
And after her graduation, which we, the people who love her really tried our best to to um, make this a good occasion for her, but she was really um, she was really really weepy, and I think it was firstly because she was tired, but also just the letdown. It was like, now what? It was so anticlimactic for her. I mean, she ended, she goes and she gets this degree and then, and she just, she was so disappointed. It was like, and, and this is where it is. This is the key because if it is that feeling that we are always shooting for, at least in the beginning, knowing that it's going to be fleeting. But we aren't. But we don't know it's going to be fleeting. It's like getting married. I remember when I got married the first time, and I remember feeling incredibly sad that night and crying a lot while my brand new husband was sleeping, of course. (laughs) I was in the kitchen crying. It was such an emotional, like, like it was an emotional, I was an emotional wreck. I had been set up my whole life as a Catholic, you know, as a girl. It's like, you know, this is, you become a wife, you know, and you have this big ceremony and you become a wife. And it was like, well, then what? And it was, it was so much different than I thought it was going to be. And, and also just having children, like I, I had this child, I'd been set up, but you know, I bring him home and I loved him to the moon. I love this child. Um, and I bring him home and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like you're sleep deprived. You're, <laughs> you're, you know, you have to change a lot of diapers. <laughs> you're changing a lot of diapers for years. Um, and so I guess that's the moral of the story. You know, you have the baby, but you change the diapers. You, you get the job. You get your degree, but then you have to go into life and make a life. You know, we are always going to have the next challenge, the next mountain. And so it is about the journey. So it is about the journey. It's about the doing. It's about the doing and it's about the journey. And learning to... And so... Heaven is being a state of mind. It's, and we don't have to leave our physical bodies to go there. It's a place of, of safety and knowing that everything in our lives is going to work out. It is a trust that God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, is benevolent and kind and wants good for us. And it is the journey. It's it's the climbing of the mountain. (laughs) 
It's the claiming of the mountain. It's the process. It's the process of finding what it is that we really, really love to do. Doing it to the best of our ability and receiving abundance. Abundance for doing what we love doing. Because when we love doing it, opportunities come to us. They just come to us. Like, you know, somebody who's really good at an instrument, you know, Yo-Yo Ma. He's really, really good at playing the cello. And everyone who hears him play the cello is inspired. <laughs> They're just inspired by the radiance and beauty of what he does and how he shines forth his love for music just shines forth in what he's doing it's like everybody who is so great at what they love is such an inspiration and we all love different things I mean that's the nice part I mean there may be you know <laughs> I actually really, really enjoy uh, um, coaching people. And ironically, there are what I perceive to be an overabundance of coaches out there. <laughs> I had actually um, put out a, um, I had seen to like start a business on a, on an app, a phone app. And I had gone in there and I don't know, there may have been a hundred coaches, life coaches. And I just, I was like, and I'm just going to be honest, like what does set me apart? What sets me apart from these other people? What sets me apart from these other people is that I'm going to resonate with some people and I'm not going to resonate with other people. So I'm, I'm attracting the people that resonate with me and my ideas and what has ended up happening in my own life is that I just became that. I just became it. I became it through the way that I live my life, through my habits, through my thoughts, through, I completely, I believe with, through the power of God, completely reinvented myself. I would call it this idea of being born again. Every single aspect of who I am, I actually believe is who I was supposed to always be, who I really am. And what I was putting forth before was not who I really was. I was actually afraid to be who I really was because I was afraid that I wouldn't be well received and, and that fear actually came to fruition. I was not well received by anyone in my in my proximity. My children have actually stuck with me, which has been one of the greatest blessings of my life. But what I have found is that it is in the becoming. Heaven is in the becoming. And then the becoming continues to become. We just continue to get better and better and better and better and better. Yesterday I was cooking my breakfast and I have been practicing a new 
a different um, idea. I've been practicing talking out loud about my life and what I'm doing. I've been talking out loud. You know, I've been saying out loud, I'm a writer. I'm a, I am, people want to hear what I have to say because what I have to say is an incredible idea that we have the capacity to have life and have it so abundantly, so lovingly, so joyfully, so amazingly. And yesterday when I was saying my affirmations, it came to mind for me of the possibility of me living another hundred years. I'm 52 right now. And I'm not excited necessarily about leaving my body at this point. What I'm excited about is building the best life that I possibly can build, can create. And I know there's going to come a time where I'm going to be tired and I may want to go to non-physical. But if it were possible, would we live for 150 years? If we could create bodies, if we could create a health system that is built around us, connecting with the divine and healing our bodies through our, our practice, if we had like the most amazing relationship with the people around us and we were doing what we loved doing day in and day out, Would we stay here for 150 years? And, the, and I would. I would. And this is what I got when I was talking to this person that I've been talking to this person that I would like to experience in my life. And he, I believe he had said something to me about 150 years. But it would be my entire life being 150 years because I'm 52 right now. <laughs> but we create it. We create our future. We create our reality. We create our joy through the power of the divine, which is everyone of us are part of that through being the creation. It's like God is the clay and God is also the pot. We are God's pots. He has created us and lives in every cell of everything, anywhere, everywhere. And so parenthood, these are the things I would like to be passing on to my children and leading by example, leading by example of faith, leading by an example of faith 
And when my dreams are in fruition, which they are in the process of fruition, and they will always be evolving and getting bigger, my son is going to see it. He's going to see that what I'm saying works and is truth. It is truth that we receive as we believe. We receive as we believe. So we have, we live in our imagination and we create what is my dream life. And in that process, the process of creating it and the joy of creating it, things that we cannot see all come and line up in our favor. <laughs> they, they are lining up in our favor. Anyway, I'm going to go. I appreciate you listening to my podcast. I love ideas and I'm tinkering with them constantly. As you can imagine, it's really interesting being in my head. <laughs> it's really interesting. Everything is, is, um, is about learning. It's all about me learning. And, and um, it is such a joy. And I appreciate you participating in that. I'll be back. Love you guys. And that's a wrap.